This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? Cowboy fans, how the hell are you? We got a great show here. I don't have my crew. I got my man Travis here with me today, my friends, and... I'm expecting a pretty good show here because I think Travis is going to vent off just as much as I am. And Travis, you out there, man? I'm here, brother. How are you today? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing. I'm doing just like you are. I mean, uh, it's not good seeing cowboy social media and uh, right with everything going on now. I just had a little slight feeling that we still may get Dez back on this team, and now it's uh, solidified to where it's not going to happen. And uh, he's part of the New Orleans Saints now. And you know what? I'm kind of happy for him. I'm kind of happy for him, Travis. Absolutely. I know we talked about it a little bit um, before kickoff Monday night. I thought, too, that there was a little little sliver of hope, um, even though I know how how stubborn uh, the Joneses can be at times. I thought that mine would uh, overtake heart at some point, you know, and they just come to their senses. But as you stated, they did not. The New Orleans Saints did. Uh, I'm happy for Dez. Absolutely. Uh, Still felt like he had it. Still felt like he could be productive. I know there were a lot of naysayers in regards to his actions uh, since his release in April, as far as him not really wanting to play football and, what he wanted to do, but he was just dead, doing dead things. He kept saying that he was going to wait for the right situation. Money was never an issue. Uh, he turned down three-year, 21 mil from Baltimore, five mil from Cleveland, and he settled on a deal for 600000 uh at a prorated rate. So definitely money wasn't the issue. Wanted to get himself in a prime position, and, uh, you know, with – with Drew Brees, with, with Drew Brees well, let me let me let me let me ask you this though: Do you mm-hmm. think he held out all that time, thinking I still may get an offer from the boys? Yes, I, I I believe that he really, really, really felt that way. Even with everything that was being said, probably right up until the moment that they signed the Mark. I think I I think then he may have went from about eighty percent, probably down to about thirty. Like okay. I'm starting to see it now, for real, for real. They're not going to call me. But as long as they didn't have that quote-unquote number one and things were kind of mediocre and mean level, I think, you know, that he still held out that little sliver of hope that, hey, these guys are going to say, Dad, come come on back in here. Let's let's make it happen. Let's put it together. But, you know, once the Amari Cooper signing was official, I couldn't have seen that happening and, you know, like you said, the best situation for him. You know, he walked into a team with one loss. 
you know, with one loss and an all-pro at quarterback, running back, uh, tight end, and and a hell of a coach over there who's also from Cowboy Land. So right. how ironic is that? And now you start thinking um, if Dez starts catching the ball, if the balls are landing anything near him, you right. start questioning Dak more on that premises because now – now you say, well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't that uh, Des. Maybe it was Des, Dak the right. whole time. And uh, I, I think that uh, I think that's going to come to play now too, because now you got you got Drew Brees, and you heard on uh, some of these sites they compared uh, they compared one to an Altima and the other one to a Ferrari. And uh, absolutely. Now, now you're going to see the balls coming in perfectly timed. Where Des turns around, the ball's right there. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be a lot of factors here showing how good Dak or Des really was. I'm going to tell you, man. Here's here's my thing. When I look at 2016, and I and I know you know the thing, 13 and three, all of that. Okay, but 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 what I'm talking about is just pure football play. When I'm looking at 2016, the Cowboys aren't well. I'm not going to say the Cowboys. Let's focus it. Dak isn't on the field thinking. He's playing. He's not out there trying to decide, oh, what should I do? Oh, I'm not putting it on target. Oh, I'm not throwing to Dez. He's playing. Nobody it, – it reminds me of the Tebow thing, and I'll tell you how I get to that in a minute. Um no one talked about the deep ball, Dez rookie year. No one talked about accuracy. They talked about heart. They talked about leadership. They talked about decision-making. Now, he comes out, he loses the first game, he wins 11 in a row, then he loses, he went, ends up 13-3. and three. Okay, and again, he's not out there thinking he's strictly playing. Now, once they face off a Green Bay in the divisional and he lose, granted, you lose by three points to Aaron Rodgers, who's also won a Super Bowl, and now the noise is turned up sky high. And instead of saying all the right things and doing all the right things as you did in 2016, now you start to listen a little bit. And and I know it may seem kind of non nonsense wise, but if you look at it, first year, Dak was clean shaven, you know, clean face. I felt like he was a canvas. And then as the second season came in, he goes with this beard thing, right? Like he's trying to develop his own personality. Right. And I get all of that. But what happened is, instead of playing, you start thinking. When you're talking about Dez in correlation with Dak, Dez's numbers were actually better in 2017. And every time I try to tell someone that, oh, no, I said, no, go look at the numbers. Don't don't tell me, don't give me the eye test. Because if you're a receiver, you're going to drop pass. That comes with the territory. But my thing is, it looked sloppy in 2017. Now we're trying. You would see games where it's like, you know what, this series, we're getting the ball to Dez. Every play, one, two, three, all the Dez, all the Dez. Whether he's single, double, triple covered, it didn't matter. Now you guys are forcing and you're trying to play. After last year, 9-7, and seven, oh, my God, was he a mistake? Is this an anomaly? Now you come back this year, you're overthinking, and you can't even play. You and I were talking during the game the other night, and it was like, what are you doing, Dak? I don't even know who that guy is, Jono, because the guy that I saw – Year one, he knew when the RPO. He knew mm-hmm. when it was time for him to tuck it in front. He knew when he had to change the plays at the line. Now it seems like he's changing the plays at the line for dressing. Kill, kill, kill. 
kill, kill, kill. You're hearing that, and I'm like, what are you killing? It's first down. You're about to turn around and hand it to Zeke. Everybody in the building knows that. Now, he did that in 2016 as well. We turned around. We gave it to Zeke on first down. But we had push. We had threats on the field. Still dead there. Still waiting there. Even Terrence Williams with the little bit that he could do, there were still threats where we could make things happen. Now it's like, okay, look, 21's about to get the ball. Let's put eight in the box. Four can't do anything. There's nothing on the outside. There's nothing at the tight end. Just watch 21. You watch 21, and the end and be all of their game plan is going to be uh, revealed. And as far as my Tebow comparison, if you think back, you look at Tebow in college, and who is this guy? He's all world, all two Heisman or whatever the case. And then nobody had an issue with his throwing motion at that time. He sat down with Gruden, quarterback club. Oh, wow, everything's great. The moment he gets into the league, we start throwing up these split screens about how he's holding the ball and where he's throwing and where he's releasing. And then he starts working with all these specialists. And each time, each specialist, his arm gets worse and worse. So much so that now he's on teams where they rather him hand it off or just run a sweep fake like he was doing against the Steelers in that playoff game to get by. And that's what's happening now, man. I don't know, and they don't know. Who is this team, Jono? Who are the Cowboys? Can we describe them in one word besides sorry as hell? Yeah, I, I think what they're going by is uh, past. Everything is yeah, the yeah, past. past. Uh, I, I just uh, I don't know what's happened to the Cowboys out there, too, the fan base. Uh We've, right. uh, we've been divided. It's almost like the political, what's going on in politics right now, too, because Absolutely. you have the pro-DAC people that are not listening to a damn thing. They are blaming everything and everyone around DAC, but they never say it's DAC. And you know right. what, folks? You got to wake up and smell the coffee. This guy does have time to throw the ball. Uh, I was talking to Travis while the game's going. I, I said, Travis, he's got time. He's got time. Right. I, I don't know. And if he gets too much time, he just gets out of the pocket and starts scrambling for no reason right. and runs right into a tackle. I, 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 I don't get it. I really don't get it. Stay in there. Yeah, they're giving you a nice pocket. I don't care what you people are saying out there about our offensive line not protecting. They are protecting. Right. They I don't know protecting. how long you want. Do you want right. one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi? You want five Mississippi? That ain't happening. That's in it's your backyard. Happening. That's in your. Right. You should get one Mississippi, two Mississippi. You should throw that ball. All right. Bottom Absolutely. line, and they're giving him that, and he's not. He's not adjusting to it. He's got wide open receivers. I pointed that out on the. Uh, on that last play there, I wanted to see wh who the hell was open. there, And he's right. even pointing at that guy, and he's still not throwing the ball. Throw the damn ball. Right. Two 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 things that stood out to me, that uh, right after you sent that to me, I took a look at that picture. And if you would take a look, if anybody wants to see it, take a look at the uh, interception at uh, uh, um, Cooper that was in double coverage. Alan Hearns is wide open. He gives his man a move right off the line. He, he, he almost gives him a double move, but he doesn't need to because he got that open right off the line. And he's running and he's looking like, where the hell is he throwing the ball? I'm the one that's open. And, and, and I felt like new toy. So now you're going to go. First series was fine. But as it moved on, you're going to go with the force feed now because he ended up with five catches. Nobody else had more than one. 
uh, he ended up with five catches for 50 yards. So I'm like, okay, and, and Travis, go with you, this again. you are a threat like that. If even right. if you don't get the ball, you're a threat because now you, you should be looking at the other receivers. Exactly. So I'm like, Cooper's on the field. He took two guys with him. Hey, Dak, you know what that means? Somebody's open. He has two, and he said he didn't see the second guy. Okay, benefit of the doubt. But, again, you're not going through your progression. Because if you go through the progression, as soon as you see Cooper come off the line and he splits towards the back of the end zone, your very next look is right over to your right, and it's Alan Hearns. Now, granted, Hearns didn't wave his arm or anything of that nature, but I didn't think he thought he had to. He's wide open. And then, which was the one of the most embarrassing things to me, not for him, but for our offensive line, like you said, they're doing all they can. They're putting the work in. Even with the rookie, Connor, all of that, these guys are putting the work in. When the damn defensive lineman is able to get up off the ground and sack you after being pancake blocked, you have the ball too long. You have the ball for an exorbitant amount of time. I couldn't believe that happened. I'm looking at the play. I see Ron, uh, Rod Smith, and I'm like, Rod, what are you doing? I see the linebacker come, and he chips on Looney so he can get his man free. And, Rob, you're not supposed to go low on that guy. You're supposed to stay up because the linebacker's coming in. And when Dak looks, he, he's able to avoid the linebacker. But he ends up getting sacked by the guy that's on the ground. And one thing that I heard that I hadn't heard for a long time, and I'm sure you did too, shortly after that, there started to be a little boo that came, and it got louder and louder as the game went on. And as they flashed to the people in the crowd, I'm sure they were looking at you and me at home like, what the hell? Why did you just do that? And what did I keep saying to you? He's not, he's not giving the defense any help. Defense is doing the best they can. Now, granted, they were getting gashed on third down. The damn the Titans ended up with almost uh, 90%, 90% of conversion on third down. Turning point in the game for me, was the eight-minute, 55-second drive from the end of the first quarter to the middle of the second. It took all the damn air right, out of the building. It right. took all of the excitement out of the building. And, and But the opportunity was given now, what are you going to do? And if you think about it, I know I brought this up to you too, man. Um, I'm looking at the future, and I think before the end of this season, the locker room is going to split. When you have the defense out there doing the best they can, getting you the ball, fumble recovery, and three and out, they're not even getting a chance to go to a TV commercial before you're giving the ball back. DeMarcus Lawrence has just sat down after telling his guys, hey, great drive, you know, we got him off the field, blah, blah. Oh, man, we got to go back on. We got to go back on where we kick a field goal. No, we went three and out. Three and out? The drives were less than three minutes long. You know, I, I just couldn't believe it, and I'm like, how long are we going to do this? Once again, let's go back to Dez. Dez, two days after the Seattle game, said our play calling was vanilla. That put him on the outs with Linehan, Garrett, and, and Jones. we also believe, and Jones, and some of that. That put him on the outside. Well, he was absolutely right because our play calling is vanilla. Everybody that was in that stadium after a certain point in time knew that we were giving the ball to Zeke on first down. And if you look at the lack of production in the second half, you couldn't go to him because you had fallen behind and you had to throw the ball. And in some situations, that's great if you got a quarterback that can toss it to you. But when the percentage of completion goes down by the series, it's like he's not even going to complete this. Did you see the pass that he was throwing to Zeke 
Zeke was kind of halfway still in the back uh, backfield, and he went to toss the ball to him, and it just fell right in front of him on the ground. Well, not not a, Travis, not only that, but have you ever seen a, a Cowboy quarterback with like less than three, four minutes to go throwing three, four-yard passes? I, right. I, I mean, three, four-yard passes. I, I, I mean, that's that's like a sin to be a Cowboy quarterback and Absolutely. do that. I mean, you've always Absolutely. seen, you've always seen downfield, downfield. Now, Jack, we're not even right. Oh, ears back. We're throwing downfield, and that's what it's all about. And you're throwing three, four yard passes. It seems like you're just trying to cover a spread instead of Absolutely. winning a game, and it was insane. And I, here's another thing too, Travis. I I seen this guy Eatman on. Uh, the DallasCowboys.com, and they mm-hmm. got they got their own podcast shows, and they're, they're all folks. These shows, right. all these cowboy shows, are very much monitored by the Dallas Cowboy organization. I mean, exactly. they, they this Eatman comes out says easier to help Dak than replace him. Now, come on, come on, man! What game are you guys watching? Anyone right. that bitches about what's happening out on the field? Uh, with Dak, they kind of bring it something. They bring something else into the scenario, and it's driving right. me crazy, man. Why can't it's you guys just come to, to the there. truth, man? Right, because I because I'm gonna tell you, brother. I've I've come to it. Last year, I was like, I probably was like those guys. I was like, well, you know, he just. He, but now we're to the point where he needs the stars aligned all the time, and that's not football. Maybe maybe when you're playing on Madden, when you're playing on rookie level. That's when the stars align. But in the real NFL world, that's not how it works. And he's in his third year. And the third year normally tells the tale. And if you look at it this way, hey, his, his worst, uh, worst possible scenario was to have all the success that he had in that first year with no expectation. Well, if that's the case, so be it. But if we're going as we should go when we're measuring these guys, you know, I have no problem with saying that, he doesn't look like he's the one. He doesn't look like he's the real deal. It doesn't even have to be the real deal. I'll take that back. He doesn't even look like he can manage the game anymore. Because you look at a guy just pulling the quarterback out of the air. You look at Oswald. is no good. But a few weeks ago, he was able to manage a game into a victory versus a team that they should not have beat at all, I believe, when they played the Bears, regardless of how the game ended. He was able to manage and keep them in it enough for the playmakers to make plays. Our playmakers do not get the opportunity to make plays. They do not because it's like that's going to do it. That's Tra- Travis, do it. I got to ask you this. I got to ask you: mm-hmm. was there was there one particular game last year? And I know the game. I'm I'm going to ask you: was there one game from that game on he never recovered? Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Never. you're so Atlanta. damn right. That's what, hey, when you were just talking all this right now, it dawned on me what game after that game he was never the same. Never the same. Every other game he had the fire, he had the passion, he had the the will. As we were talking about Monday, we saw him just start to get out will. But you know what, man? Here's here's another interesting tidbit. When you look at our quarterback room. Our starting quarterback has the most experience. He's only a three-year player. Our quarterback coach has less on-the-field playing experience than any guy. Well, I'll take that back. He has less on-the-field playing experience than Dak. Uh, 
Cooper Rush is a second-year flash. Mike White, he's inactive every week. And Kellen Moore is the guy that's coaching all these guys. So when you look in that room, Dak has the most experience. That's concerning to me. Up until that point, you had Wade Wilson in there with years and years and years of experience, not just on the field but off. He may can't play well, but you also had Sanchez in his ear with years and years of on the field in game. Hey, I went to two AFC championships. I know a little bit. Right. But right now, you're looking to a guy. And if you notice, a couple of times when it came off the field, Dak was frustrated. And Kellen was trying to keep him right there, and he couldn't because your voice is minute to me. Who are you? It's like back in our day with our guys, Charles Haley, (coughs) Charles Haley would tell the offense, you guys look like trash. Right. Point blank. He'd tell him, he'd tell Troy, he'd tell Michael, he'd tell any of those guys, and vice versa. But these guys, Dak isn't going to listen to Kellen Moore. You don't even have 13 wins. I have 13 wins. When we're talking about that, that means I'm your senior. Why should I listen to you? But he had no choice but to listen to Wade Wilson. He had no choice but to listen to Mark Sanchez. Right now, he's almost the de facto leader. But he doesn't even have, I'm not going to say the heart, but he doesn't have the will to go out there and make things happen. When, when this new regime came in and I said, okay, I'm going to attach myself to one of these guys. We know about Dez. We know about Romo. We know about Whitney. We know about Murray. I'm going to attach myself to one of these guys. And I was trying to figure out which one, and it ended up being Zeke. By the time we got to the Cincinnati game, I was like, Zeke Zeke is going to be my guy through and through. And now as we look each year, Zeke fell off last year. Well, he missed six games due to suspension. Right now, he's the least elusive player coming out of the backfield. It's not because of the offensive line. It's because we know your quarterback's not going to beat us. So as long as we know that he's not going to beat us, we're going to take what you have, which is Ezekiel Elliott. As long as we have Ezekiel Elliott contained, nothing else is going to come to fruition. You look at the first drive the other night, he had 32 yards on the first drive. And then from that point, he looked pretty much not even – I don't even want to say normal because even on a normal day, Zeke does well. He had 96 yards from scrimmage at the end of the first quarter – I mean, the end of the first half. So I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? Is it the play calling? Is it the players? Is it the team? Right now, it's everything. But you cannot. You're not a true fan of the team or the game if you could say, well, it's not Dak. Hey, he's the head of the body. He's the quarterback. And that's where it starts at. Nobody had no problem saying it was Romo. I really really think that everyone jumped in Scott Linehan and – my thinking behind this is he's trying to cater a type of down situation for Dak. I mean, right. it, it's not – I don't think the guy wants to do uh, what I, – I, I can't explain it. I think he's got a lot more in his portfolio to put out there, but he's trying to cater it as much easy type of blueprint he can for Dak. I, I, I agree. I, I don't know what else it could be. He's trying to he's trying to cover something up that says, you know what, this is what I'm dealt with, so I, I gotta protect him. I, 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 I can't, agree with you. I can't keep showing uh him dropping back and being exposed because he's not handling it too well. 
So I right. got to do this. I got and you know, Witten jumped his ass uh, during the game, and uh, you know, you you start thinking, hey, you know what? This is what I got, though. I I, I right. you know, this is what I got under the hood. So I got I, I can't blow the engine. I I, I don't can know. Linehan, yeah. can, can he call a play? This is a guy that was getting the ball to Megatron. Yeah, he can call a play. I mean, this is a guy that Tony Romo was under for more than one season. He can call play, but like right. you said, this is what I have. So I'm trying my best to play to his strength. Right. Because do I want to come out five receiver set? You damn right I do. <laughs> but I, but I can't because I know this guy. It ain't gonna happen because he's thinking now he's not going to get it down the field. Think back to the Green Bay game, 2016. <laughs> the touchdown that put us up uh, before the half was a 20 plus yard pass to Bryce Butler. Dak doesn't have a problem with getting the ball down the field. It's not about arm strength. It's about what he sees. What do we keep asking each other Monday? What is he looking at? What does he see? What does he see? Like, do you not see these guys about to go into the break? Let the ball go. When they turn around, it should be hitting them in the hand. Don't make them turn around and wait for you. Right. Because when that happens, that means the coverage is about to close in. Prime example. Mariota completed a pass down the field with three de- with three defenders oh around around the Can you believe that? Can you believe that? With three receivers, and he did that because no he three didn't wait defenders. For the receiver to look three, right, defenders. three defenders. He didn't wait for the receiver to get there. He said, oh, "I see where he's going." So let me let the ball go. And remember, um, I think maybe I text you about it. I, I if, if I didn't, I forgot. But there was a pass that Jared Goff threw the other day in that game versus the Saints. It was a third down pass. Cooper Cup hadn't even nowhere near completing his route. And as soon as he came out of the break, he was like, oh, there's the ball. Let me adjust. And it was like, boom, ball, receiver, catch, move the chains. Ball, receiver, catch, move the chains. Stop waiting for these guys. Go back to year one. He wasn't waiting for Dez. But that's what happened year two. If you look at the interception, the so-called game-changing interception against Seattle in the playoffs last year or the game for the playoffs. Well, how about him taking on the Rams? Uh, We're inside their 15-yard line, and boom, he threw an interception. Absolutely. Dez was sitting. He was sitting waiting for that last pass that bounced off his hand. That wasn't a situation of Dez can't catch. To me, that's a situation of, okay, I've been here for 45 seconds. That's a long time in football, man. I got to get moving. So when I see the ball, now I am about to take my step. But the only sad part about that is I'm moving before I get the ball, and we know how that is. But neither here nor there when you're looking at the record we have, three and five. The only way that anything is going to get better this year, we must, we must win the division. That's the only way. You already have the Redskins um, who own the tiebreaker. Carolina's already, you know, they're already ahead of you. So your only chance right now, you have to, you have Philly. You got to beat the the Eagles this week. You got to beat the Eagles. Zeke said it yesterday. It's a must win. It's a must win. And we would have been in a much better position coming in four and four, but we're not. We're three and five. And I mean, man. Something you said to me yesterday, it stuck with me ever since. Two things when you said, man, if I had to be, because of how you're feeling right now, if I had a chance to do it over again, I don't know if I could be a fan of that. And you know what? With the moves that they're making and the way that they're going about this process, 
I don't think I could either, Jono, because, like, man, life is short. And if I'm going to go out and support you guys week in and week out, give me something, man. Right. I mean, give me something to I, be hopeful for. I love those Cowboy fans that booed. You know what? It's not – I'm not buying this crap I see on social media, win, lose, or tie. I'm still a Cowboy fan. No. You know what? I'm tired of losing. I want I want my old Cowboys back. I, I want my Absolutely. old – and for you 20, 25-year-old kids out there, you you haven't seen what I've seen, all right? right. You haven't you seen know. what Travis has seen. You, you, have no you, you have accepted mediocrity all these years because that's what we've been all about. But when we've right. been there, man, there was, I mean, you could walk down the street with your cowboy hat and they, they'd bow their head. They bow their uh, – we'd w- walk with, with our Apex jackets on that Jimmy Johnson used to wear. Remember those? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, i tell you what, man, we were the hit of the f- – goddamn party because we were the Dallas Cowboys. No one had now, anything on us. No one. And now, now and now they look forward to playing us. Oh, they can't they wait forward to, play to play us. us so they can get their shit together. Yeah. Every team that's played us this year has gotten back has, yeah. has gotten considerably better after that game. So now I'm looking for Tennessee to have like a three game winning streak because that was a team that had gave up eleven sacks in one game this season. And we barely got the Mariota together. They were barely like uh, number thirty on the defense and or offense. They were number thirty on the offense, and we're like number one on the defense, weren't we? Yes, sir. Something like that. Yes, sir. I mean, they they yes, they made us look like crap, man. Yes, they did. They and made us look very inept, you know. I, and and I know there should never be the you know you don't look past anybody. Yes, the NFL, but you know. There was no way. I tell you what, if you lose a twenty seventeen heartbreaker like you do against the Redskins, okay, we we accept that. But what I don't accept from any team that I support is not competing. I can always take a loss. Like a loss is a part of the game. It happens. But what I can't accept is not competing. A couple of years ago on Thanksgiving the Cowboys really pissed me off when they played Philly. Philly hung about forty points up on. And I said, Man, I'm not even mad that this game is going to end with a loss. I'm mad that they're not competing. The Titans scored 28 straight points on us the other night. That's not competing. At home, where where it was supposed to have been your safe haven, because of the way the season had went, the guys that you spoke about, Eatman, Hellman, all of those guys are like, well, yeah, you know, we do great at home, so, you know, I don't see anything that this team's going to do that's, you know, going to be any different. Well, they came in and they had a goal. They said, "Our goal is we're going to beat this team. We're not afraid of them. Let's let's get that clear. We're not afraid of them, and we're going to show it very early." And each drive, bro, we could have been up. Went down. We could have oh, been man. up seventeen zero and broken them down exactly. in the first quarter. In, in the, the first, first quarter, quarter. John Oak, the game was supposed to be oh Man, I looked at our thread. We were so optimistic before kickoff. We were so optimistic during the first quarter. And then after that drive, it was like, well, we and, don't know what you're going to do tonight because and, the Cowboys ain't playing. And the thing is, you know, in horse racing, you have horses that are stalkers, come from behind. Uh, or right. you have the horses that like to hold the front, and they'll give everything they got to hold the front. We, yes, are, uh, we are that horse that is the front, 
and then starts to fade back. And when he fades back, it's over. You fades, you, you could throw oh, that yeah. ticket away because this is not the type of team based on the old Cowboys regimes to where they can come back from behind and go, wow, that was beautiful right. comeback. We did. If we fall back in the fourth quarter. It's over. It's over. Unfortunately, it's over. And uh, our DBs, I got to tell you, and I told you this during the game, our defensive line, man, they were playing hard. They were giving everything they, they got. They were stopping the run. They were making things happen. And I'll tell you what, third down and longs, all these great DBs that uh, the media likes to talk about, they disappeared. What? What? They what where's Where's our all. DBs? Right. They were all playing off. They were all playing back. I was like, what the hell are you? This is the game where you're supposed to gain your aggression. You don't have a name out there. You don't have an Antonio Brown, a Julio Jones you're about to play in a few weeks, a Alshon Jeffrey, a Michael Thomas, a Dez Bryant. You don't have those type of guys out there. You have guys who don't have any damn confidence. But by each play, they were getting more confident. They said, oh, these guys are playing off. Hey, Mariota, I'm just going to go right before the sticks. Throw it to me. And when I'm looking at these down the distance, I'm like, wait a minute. That was third and 13 they just converted on. Where the hell were the DBs? Right. Where's Cheeto? Right. Where's Cheeto? Where's Xavier? Where's Byron? You know, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Once you get past D-Law, Crawford, you know, the, the, the mainstays, as you said, the D-line, and I feel that D-Law is trying his best to keep the line and the rest of the defense from turning against the offense. Because remember, I told you Monday, too, I was watching body language. And a couple of times I looked at the defense, and they was like, going back on the field, we just walked off the field. And they almost looked down the other end to the offense like, thanks for nothing, with the exception of Zeke, because they know what's going on. Zeke is being productive. And like I said, like you said, it's okay if he doesn't have it, but we got to accept it. And we can't keep making the excuse for it. Well, I mean, it's because of this. It's because of that. We had our years for that. How many baseball players did we try to give a a shot? Hutchison, Henson, Carter. We tried to give all these guys a shot at the QB. That wasn't it. We moved on. The thing with the Joneses right now is they pulled, and pardon my expression and my French, they pulled so much ass this offseason with the no number one and we're going to stick with that, and now we have to. So much so that the kids you already have on the contract, you have to come right out Monday and say, that's going to be extended. Okay, is it going to be extended for a year, two games, three games? We don't need any of that, man. You don't have to keep giving me, you know, the allure of something happening. If he ain't the guy, let's just move on. Let's cut ties now. Because I guarantee you. And Travis, uh, you brought up a great point here. If, If a department at work is hurting, do you, right. uh, if they're not putting out the job, do you come in and give them another bonus in that department? No, you you Absolutely get you, you you tell them that you guys got to do th- things differently. It's not working. Yeah, you know, we got to right. change this. We got to. Ch- you don't go into. You don't tell Dak that I'm going to extend this and I'm going to extend that for you. What What are you saying right there when you're when you're giving that premises? You're 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 awarding the guy. You're rewarding right. the guy for doing a half ass mediocrity type of job. Indeed, you you are rewarding bad behavior. And if I'm a player. 
Because when I hear that, if I'm Demarcus Lawrence and I'm playing on a franchise tag, I'm like, oh, so so I must be about to get a bag next year then because my my production hasn't dropped. If anything, I'm playing through injury and everything. So so I know I'm going to get paid if the guy who hasn't gave you anything in the last – man, we haven't even scored more than 20 points with the exception of the damn Jacksonville game. And this is a team that, again, I, I mean, I got to reference it. When you go back to go, – go and look at the scores from the 2016 season. When you're leading teams 21-zip at halftime after the first quarter, you beating Green Bay 35-13 or whatever the score was. You hung 35 points up on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. So I'm like, I don't get this. I don't get the, the frame of mind that we're in right now. And like you said, the fan base is like, oh, you know, well, I'm going to know, man. Like, that's what got us to this situation right here, right now. Because if I'm, if I'm a guy, whether I'm a player, coach, or whatever, and the only guy that stepped up and did it was one of our guys. One of our guys said when he heard from Jerry that he was releasing Dez, he told him, don't do it. You're going to regret it. And that was Michael. Michael said he told him, don't do it. Do not cut him. You can work through this with that guy. You can do it. You did it with me. You did it with me. You can do it. But they had to protect the investment of the choice of choosing Romo over Dak. I'm sorry, Dak over Romo. So they couldn't say, oh, well, Dak is the issue here. They said, I'll tell you what, any, meeny, hey, Dad, you're the problem, man. You're the problem. Even though you got the same fire, the same <laughs> attitude you had when you came in here, you're the problem. All they, they, they do not want to see anyone making any noise uh, from, their t- uh, from their players on the field to their right. media, to the fan base. Right. They and want they day. want that narrow-minded sheep that are mm-hmm. ready to walk to that slaughterhouse and not ask any damn questions. I, I'm telling That's you. That's a great it, analogy. Uh, That's a great be, analogy. Because, folks, you, you out there that are saying, ah, oh, you know what? I'm a Cowboy fan, win, lose. No, that's not the way this team has been based. This is royalty team. This is right. a, this is the cream of the crop. This is why this team is worth like $5 billion, because Correct. people buy their stuff. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not shopping anymore. I'm not shopping until yeah. you show me that you, you, you're committing a winner out there too. Why should I keep buying your stock when, you, when the company keeps going down? You know, they show the guy. They show this. Uh, they show this one black guy that's taken off the license plate of a Dallas Cowboy, and people were j- jumping his ass. And I'm like, "What? The man's tired of losing. He's a he's right. a o- old, older guy. He's seen the good teams, and he's right. pissed off that he's getting laughed at because of that license plate now. I mean, Absolutely. come on, folks." Wake up and smell the coffee. These older guys that you guys, the 20-year-old people are saying, hey, you, you know what, if you're not a Cowboy fan, uh, if you're going to be like that, just leave. Nah, right. it, we don't just leave like that. We just don't exactly. leave like that. We, we got a lot more invested in this and a lot more tears have flown for this team than, uh, than your little diaper ass will ever know. That's a fact. And you know it's funny that you brought that up about apparel and things like that because now <laughs> it's so damn funny. What they're pushing now is the Cowboys and J.C. Penney have come together and they've made 10,000 limited edition fleets only sold in Texas area stores. Buy your fleets, upload the receipt 
And you, yes, you, Jono, could possibly be on the field with Megan Trainer at halftime for Thanksgiving. Who the hell gives a damn? Right. About when did we ever do that? Megan Trainer. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then, and then the major requirement is you must be available for the dress rehearsal. So you're already letting me know it's going to be a show. I don't want to be a part of that. What I want to know is what the hell are we going to do in free agency? What the hell are we going to do with the draft? What are we going to do the rest of the season? Hey, Jerry, why don't you allow Jason Garrett to pick his own damn coaching staff? You know, like, why don't you allow some some wrinkles in the office? The other night when they showed him and he was about to slam his hand down on the uh, marble or whatever the hell that was there, I mean, he should be slamming his head down there based on the things that have happened. Even when you saw him on the field, he was so optimistic before the game and Amari's going to do and Amari's going to and Amari's going to. And I know this guy's like, well, then all this pressure that you guys are putting on me, I hope I can live up to it. But you don't even have the damn quarterback that could put you there where the pressure dies down because it's like it's normally supposed to be this guy's helping me or we're helping each other. But it's like, is this guy going to be Blake Bortles 5.0 or 3.0 or what the hell is going on here because – it's almost to the point, man, where you would think that things getting so bad that you're going to see number seven run on the field. And if you see number seven run on the field, then you absolutely know it's a wash there. But I'm just wondering how much more, how much more time are we going to put into regression? Because in a minute, Zeke's going to say, you know what? I'm getting the hell out of here. My opportunity, because the life of a running back is short. And if dude, he's taking a beating like Christian Okoye or Earl Campbell. I mean, he's th- taking a hell of a beating. Th- their lifespan isn't too long, and uh, if he keeps running outside like that, and they're they're just beating him down, and you're yeah, seeing you're, you're not seeing. Yeah, you, I I don't want to say it. I I mean, I I don't know for a fact or anything, but he doesn't look. Like that confident, he's not doing he the whole spoon thing anymore that no, much. He's not. And he he's just not. seems like he just wants to get back in the huddle. And, and it's just not as fun to him as it was a couple years he's ago not. when they he sat around. Bounce, yeah. He don't have that bounce after plays. You know, he got up and, 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 and defenders, you could You're see seeing that too, the then, right? The game. You're seeing right. that yes, too. Sir. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. They would avoid him, you know, like towards the end of the game, they would wear down. Now it's like he. he He's a couple of times when they show him on the bench, it's like literally he's thinking, Did I feed the dog before I left? Or did I turn the <laughs> stove off? You know, like he's not. I know. I, I, I thought I was you the only I mean? one that was seeing that. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. No, no. You're right. No, man. brother. And and I don't see him I see him supporting Dak, not like he was initially. He's not throwing him under the bus, but he is giving answers enough to say, Hey, I understand the football game and how it goes. I'm not going to totally trash this guy, but it's not me. When they asked him about not getting the ball in the second half the other night, he said, well, when you fall down behind two touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. But what I heard was when my quarterback can't get the job done and we have to go to throwing the ball, I'm not going to get it. So that's why you guys don't see me in the box score. You know, and he doesn't have the bounce. Beasley doesn't have the bounce. How do you not go to Cole Beasley until the last drive of the game? And then you have the audacity to try to have him throw a Billy special to Dak in the end zone? What the hell are you guys doing here? Yeah. Like, who, who did yeah. that fool? 
I <laughs> I couldn't get that part either, man. Yeah, uh, man. Let's let's go back to uh, one more player here. I want to talk about, and mm-hmm. I, I I think it's time for. Uh, I don't want people to get on me, but uh, how about Sean Lee? Sean Lee yeah. to me might be done. He might yeah, be done, yeah, and uh, you know what? Uh, uh, that, that hamstring's like a used rubber band now. I mean, that yeah. thing's been popping left and right, and you give him four, six weeks there, you give him three weeks. You, you're losing money on this guy. I, I love you, Sean Lee, and a lot of a lot of Cowboy fans uh, will just stand up and clap for you. I get it, right? But I think right. it's time for you to be in that next level and be a Cowboy coach. I really, Absolutely. honest to God, feel you should be a cowboy coach with the linebackers, and I think that we should take some of that money back off our cap. And uh, I just don't see Sean Lee being the future of the Dallas Cowboys at all. I agree, and me myself, if I would have known that we had Van Der Esch on the horizon, regardless of whether he would be immediately impactful or not, and I saw that Jalen Smith that came around and played 16 games last year, that's the conversation I would have had with Sean this offseason, you know, because right now, at at this point, as it stands right now today, your damage good. And it'll be so hard to try to trade you off next year with the contract and an injury as well. I totally agree with you there. Um, I do think it's time to cut ties. I think he's probably even been around a little too long. I mean, if you ask. I don't think you should get rid that. of him, though. No, no, I don't think get rid of him. I'm, I'm just saying that I – I can see the writing on the wall as far as the defense can't go as he goes any longer. Right. If he's not on the field, you guys still got to be able to get it done. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No. Yeah. That's what we. But yeah. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Yeah, with the hamstring, you know that it seems to be an every year thing now. So it's like, well, we know. Yeah, that's not healing. Sixteen. Hell, I would have. You maybe you should have sat him more than half the season before you actually let him play. Because right now he's about to miss four or five weeks. So by the time he comes back, you know, it's like two or three games left. So, you know, it kind of puts yeah. us in a, you know, I, puts it, us in a query there, my friend. I'd like to know about our trainers too, man. We've had the Coakleys. We've had the Wares. We've had the Sean Lee. These guys Coakley, just – man, that was my guy. Yeah, and, and these guys just never – I mean, Coakley had that pinched nerve on his neck right. all the time. He Did had that, that problem. That, yeah, that win? Yeah. He, the neck issue? He had the neck issue. I mean, the, these guys are, are a physical gr- group of guys that just uh, get things going in the locker room. I, right. You know what? I may have to fire you clowns, too. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I'm hey, not look, seeing man. any improvement out of these players, too. Maybe you guys ought to take a hike as well. Let's go. Jono, yeah. Before we, before we move on, I just want to say, also, when we talked yesterday about the coach thing, I think that was a good pick. When you said Harbaugh, if, if, if there was a guy that you would Great go call, after, yeah. that's an active guy. Now, if I had a guy that I would go after, you might not agree with me, man. He's non-active right now, but uh, I'd go get the old Kango, man. I think I'd go get Bruce Arians and and see what he can do with a guy who's a quarterback but not really a quarterback. Hmm. And the reason why I say that is because this is a guy, uh, he won Coach of the Year twice. He took over a 4-12 and team. Uh, I, I can't remember whether it was with Indianapolis or Arizona, but nonetheless, 
he took that team to a NFC championship with an aging quarterback. I would like to see what he could do. You see, with the, the one thing I don't like about guy. him, he he gets he gets emotional with that red flag too. I don't oh, need yeah, oh, yeah. I don't oh, need yeah. these guys throwing these red flags like they're uh, hankies, you know. And uh, right. I that's, that's I get true. that problem with Garrett. Garrett keeps throwing this red flag when a when a goddamn monkey could have seen that doesn't re- require a damn red flag, and he throws this red flag every time. And and I think he's in that same. You don't waste your time You're out. Right. When you're down in the second half, I I just can't yep. do it, man. He's I, overthinking, man. He's over like. Well, no, not only that. I I really think Travis. He wants to be a part of the game. He wants because yeah, yeah, he really the, the offensive guys really are calling the plays. The defensive guys are calling the plays. All he does is chew his gum and sit there with his headphones on and listen in, and fake spit. I hate when he fakes spit. Well, I don't care that, about you know, all that, you know, but I'm saying to you that man. that damn red flag just flies out of him every every other uh, quarter in the in the third or fourth quarter, and it drives me insane. Uh, let, we're winding down. I need to know what's our call with this Philadelphia game. I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna be honest, and and, and this is as honest as it can get. We have the talent to beat. The Philadelphia Eagles. Let me repeat. We have the talent to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, what I would do if, if I were a smart man, I would go in with the game plan and mentality of that's what we're going to do. I told you the other night they actually did it. I couldn't believe it. They didn't go as deep as I would have. But second play of the game, let's just go to Amari Cooper and get it out of the way. Now, when you look at what they're facing, they're facing Carson Wentz. He's not the – Super Bowl winner, MVP, but he is an all-pro. He's coming off an injury. But he's doing something my quarterback is. And that is, one, he's completing 70% of his passes. Two, he's not trying to extend the play. He's taking the sack. He's living the fight another day. It pissed me off the other night when Dak, he was scrambling on that last drive. Instead of just tossing the ball out of bounds, he scrambled and lost two yards. And and Zeke was right in front of him. Yeah, Zeke was right like, in front of him, like, give me the like, ball. The and and he took a two-yard loss on that. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, he's not doing that. They still have one of the top tight ends in the game, Zach Ertz. He has over 66 catches. For, uh, he has about 66 catches for over 680 yards, about four touchdowns this year. Uh, a, a little piece of hope for us, I hate to hear about injury. Darren Sproles was supposed to return this week. He tweaked his hamstring in practice today. Thank you, football God. He will not be there to terrorize us. However, we still have to deal with uh, Fletcher Cox. We're still going to have Lane Johnson. What I think we need to do is go back to the basics. We don't need no gadgets. We don't need anything fancy. We need smash mouth. Our defense is going to play that. We need to play as wild as they're going to play. Go into that playbook, man. Let's not see you hand the ball to Zeke on first down. Let's see. We ran six play-action plays the other night. Let's see more of that. Let's see more taking chances down the field. You do not have to complete a down-the-field pass for it to be successful. Pass interference is just good. And if you don't get a pass interference, you at least keep the defense honest that, hey, at any given time, these guys will shoot it down the field. If I had to be totally honest, which you know I am with you, I would so much want to give us the win in this game. And be honest, be honest. Uh, this is a fan base show. You're not paid I'm by be, the being, Jerry Jones people here. Give it to me. Totally honest. 
totally honest. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think we may lose 24-27. And the only reason you got why a lot I'm of points that, up there. And look, the only reason why I'm saying that, I was going to reiterate, I only see the points being that high if the field goal kicker is up to par. I'm not sure our offense can get it done. It would be great to see us go into Philly and just, you know, really hang it up. We don't even have to clobber them. We just need to look like we know what a football game and a football team should look like. And I'm telling you, man, I, I want to give us that win, but I can't because I don't see the confidence level. You know what I mean? I, I, I totally it. agree. I totally agree. I don't think we are a team, like I said earlier about 15 minutes ago, about a team, a, a horse that, that's a stalker. I do not see us coming back. I think this is going to be a wear and tear type of game, and I think it it's be. going to be a, a game where Dak fumbles the ball inside our 10, 15-yard line. They they put the game away, and it becomes yeah. a 20-9 game, and they win. The, they win. They win. That, that's you know, you know that's what? the way I that look at it. That sounds about right, man. That sounds about right because with their receivers, they have a – they have – it's funny. Every other team – damn near that we face that isn't a top-notch team, they're doing everything that we thought we could do. They're playing wide. Tennessee killed us the other night wide receiver by committee. No one man killed us. I mean, hell, he was throwing the ball all over. The Travis, you remember, the, you, you remember that wide out goes down, I go, now nah, now we may have a chance. Right. Or wide, said, and, 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 you, and, you, and you said, I don't even know this wide out. I, I mean, I don't even know that guy, and that that just shows to you half-ass wideouts were killing us, right, man, man. I'm I'm gonna tell you, Jono, so, something, and 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 I know Jerry with his you know bullheadedness and all of that, but something, it has to change, and 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 to the Cowboys fans that are listening, I'm talking about the real fans and the newbies too, the 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 twenties and under. If something does not change with this team very, very fast, this is how it's going to go. When you look at your quarterback, good or bad, he's either going to accelerate the plot process or set your team back three to ten years. And if you don't believe me, you look at each quarterback that we had before Romo, each time we would get set back. And then Romo pulled us back up as he got more, I don't want to say better, I'll say as he got more comfortable. It felt like about 2013, 2014. But we got that swagger bet, though. We right, got, got that swagger bet because we, we felt now that we could come back in the fourth quarter and win. We don't Not have now. that again. We don't have that. So if something doesn't change, what you're looking at is what it's going to be. Get used to it. Get used to it. And then the only thing that you can hope for is for a guy like me or Jono to be able to tell you about the quote-unquote good old days because you'll never have them. And I no. guarantee you that you will change teams before they get better if things keep on the way they are. I mean, come on, folks. It's three, four hours of your day. The night before you thought about the game, you went to bed thinking you woke up and saying, hey, you know what, I can't wait for a Cowboy game. And it's just the same premises again and again, and we're losing. We're losing. It's not the damn couch where you're switching from one couch right. to another, changing hats, a light going off, or some superstition. We're past that now. Th this, this is the real you. deal.
let me share this with you. Just like the young fans we're talking about. Well, my daughter, she's not 20, but she's 12. And a few years ago, well, yeah, during the Detroit, when we played Detroit in the playoffs, that's when she decided, Dad, I'm done with the Steelers. I like what I see with the Cowboys. I'm all in. Oh, man, she gets Jersey down. My hair just stood up, man. Now, now, this season, my daughter has not watched one game. She watched five plays of the Jaguars game. And other than that, she said, Dad, I I can't do it. I hear you. You're screaming. You're hollering. You, You are not at least the one bit entertained. I can't do it. I can't support these guys. She's worn her jersey one bro, time this season. Bro, one. I think I think I could even beat that right now. I got a <laughs> I got I got an eight year old daughter uh-huh. and she's seen me yelling at the TV and going crazy and then she walks up to me and says, Dad, why do you, why do you like your team if they keep losing every week? And I, I was like, Man, get out of Doesn't here. Doesn't the kid make oh, you feel like yeah. you're just like you know, it's like, wow, my kid gets it, and I don't. <laughs> anyway, brother, I, I I tell you what, it was uh, good talking to you during the game. I, I tell you, uh, oh, you were yeah, seeing the same man. thing that, and I'm going to do that with you this week if you don't mind. Absolutely, I was going to say, brother, let's keep that going all through. You know, the last few games we got left, man. You know, I'm in a house full of uh full of all women, man. My wife, same the, here. The three daughters, <laughs> and also. Got a little announcement to make, man. Just found out. Thought we were done, but no, pregnant again. Nice. Congrats, <laughs> brother. Congrats. Maybe, 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 maybe it's a we'll boy. A boy. Maybe boy. <laughs> and he'll grow up and uh, quarterback the Cowboys out of this. Oh, wow, man. Okay, congrats. <laughs> I we we wish nothing but the best for you and the family, man. Absolutely, brother. It's always good talking to you, man, and the rest of the crew. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, man, the Cowboys just go out and play a damn good game, even yeah. if they don't win. Man, I want them to compete this week, yeah. man. Yeah, no no question about it, folks. And you know what? Don't question the old people. We, we've we seen – we've been to the mountaintop. We, we've Absolutely. seen some Super Bowls. I, I, I really it, – it, now I think about more of Jimmy Johnson than ever because Jimmy Absolutely. was the pioneer, and people uh, might argue and say Tom Landry was, and I agree. Tom Landry, I'd say Tom Landry was like one of our gods, and uh, then you got Jimmy Johnson, he was our king, and now Absolutely. from then on, man, it's fell off the map, and these were two, two people. I'm telling you, folks, right now that weren't taking instructions from the ownership up on the up in the glass box. They were doing their own thing and they had the team running like a machine. We don't have that Absolutely. anymore. We don't have that anymore. Absolutely. Anyway, uh I'm saying twenty nine. I hope the hell I'm wrong. Uh I think it's gonna be coming down to the last quarter and uh the ball slips out of Dak's hand or some shit like that like uh, we've seen in the past and uh Anyway, uh, I hope I'm wrong. And uh, hey, Cowboy fans, we love you. We love you guys uh, on Cowboys podcast. And uh, keep uh, keep you know giving those comments, messages. We love it. And uh, Travis, thank you so much, man. All right, you have a good one, bro. All right, from Travis and Jono, we are out of here, my friends. Let's bring home a win this weekend.
Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.